Good evening, everybody. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and you've got gas. The great American auto scene brought to you by Valley Head Service, Irwindale Speedway, Irwindale Drag Strip, and Tucker Tire. Oh. Loser. Hi, good evening, everybody. You're coming to us, or we're coming to you, right? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to you live in from North Hollywood, California, in studio tonight. The always goofy <laughs> Anna Marco. Ah. See, I got you on the first try this time. Ah. I'm goofy. Yeah, you're goofy. <laughs> we'll get another story about that. That's another thing. And behind the controls, working the boards, it's Bruce Parker. What? 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And with us tonight, special guest in studio, Fireball. Nice. I'm sorry, I heard uh, we go both ways. I'm a little confused right no, now. No, it's bright in here from Wait. star quality. Say <laughs> what? I need sunglasses. I'm sitting next to a bright and shiny personality. Oh, good. <laughs> Here's some water. We'll pour you out. <laughs> All right. Gas, the Great American Auto Scene, the, story, the show about what's hot, what's not, what could be and what should be in auto, hobbies, collecting, racing, driving, everything that has to do with cars, except we don't do road tests. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. They don't allow us behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, they don't trust us. They don't trust us. All right, but tonight <laughs> we have got a great array of things to talk oh, about. Man. And one of the things we're going to talk about is... One of the more popular Fords ever produced was the 1932 Ford. Unfortunately, it was introduced during the height of the Depression, Aye. and sales were not that great. But it's an iconic hot rod, and with us tonight is David Odegaard, and they are producing reproduction steel 32 Ford bodies. I want one. Among other things. Holy cow. I'm not so depressed anymore. I You're want not. one. You want one. Okay. How, David, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Bob. Good. David, send that car over here. <laughs> I'll yeah. take two. Well, Bob is yeah. hot rod, Bob. That's the reason, right? Do you That's have a right. coupe in the garage, Bob? No, I, I don't have anything quite that old. Well, I do. we got a 31 Model A, oh. and we've got a 46 Ford. we got a 57 Ford, a 48 Plymouth. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're working on it. He's the oldest thing in the car. garage. I, yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. The 31 Ford beats me. That's older than I am. But that's my <laughs> wife's car. And she's had that before we got married. So when we got married, I asked her to, to respond with a photograph of her cars. And she did. Mm. You so know what? If people did that more often, there'd be a lot more happy marriages out I there. You know right. what I mean? You know, it could be. Yeah. All right, David, we've got your, your website up now. We're looking at some great illustration, great photos of the components you make. And it's not just limited to 32 Fords. You've got a whole array of products Ooh. that are offered through United Pacific, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, we specialize in um, stamping of heavy steel stampings, and uh, several years ago, we collaborated with Ford Motor Company to reproduce the 1932 Ford five-window coupe body, and it's exactly as original. And and with that, as time has gone on, we did the 32 Ford truck. And now we're doing the uh, Bronco, the classic Ford Bronco, 1966 to 77 Bronco, super wow. popular. Wow. And we also stamp out replacement panels for the ever-popular Mustangs, uh, Chevy trucks. You name it, we've kind of 
supply the industry with quality, heavy-duty stampings of these panels. No, but you also God have, bless you. Yes, but <laughs> yeah, thank you. God. Well, hey, Russ, Russ never sleeps, right? No, oh, that's right. Man. In Russ, we trust. I have a question. Okay. I have a question yeah. about this. You know, it's really interesting that there's a lot of companies doing a similar type of stuff. But what I've seen, the, the trend is that... Uh, the the bigger companies, Ford, Chevy, is that is there in your opinion is there a possibility that instead of creating brand new cars like new Camaros and 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 th- those design languages evolving, that they're going to start bringing back some of these old cars as new cars directly from the manufacturer? Well, I don't see that uh, exactly from the manufacturer due to you know the the modern. Uh, uh, you know, requirements, safety requirements, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. certainly, uh, going forward, companies like us are supplying bodies to builders that right. are that that are taking advantage of the uh, law that was passed a few years ago. It's low vehicle um, uh, manufacturers uh, that are able to produce brand new vehicles, mm-hmm. exact copies of the old ones. Um, and and are able to get them licensed and registered and don't have to crash 50 of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Past the government uh, standards. So it is possible that, you know, you can build a brand-new 32 Ford. Mm -hmm. You could build a brand-new Ford Bronco. You can build a brand-new Mustang. Uh, C10 trucks as well. Yeah, this is a unique way for them to be able to achieve that and kind of skirt around that issue of of manufacturing costs and issues and and the rules and all that stuff. Well, the the like for the 32 Ford, we are a licensee of Ford Motor Company. Mm. So, they embrace their legacy products and the Deuce Coupes from years past, that is one of their legacy products, right? Mm-hmm. We we have, um, we all know that um, from American Graffiti, and sure. you know, so it, it, in popular culture, these are super popular vehicles. And Ford Motor Company supports us and licenses us to build exact copies of their products from back in the day. Well, you know, if you go back far enough, Ford didn't make their Model A bodies; those were stamped by Briggs and another and Murray. So- Briggs and Murray, Hot Rod Bob knows his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I know a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm full of it sometimes. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yep. since my wife's got a Model A and I've had a Model A, uh, we looked. I looked into the history and I tried to uh, educate myself on the stuff. And there were so many different body styles that Ford offered, but they used outside manufacturers to put the bodies together. And a lot of companies did. Bud was a, a, a OEM supplier as well. You're bringing back vehicles that are highly desirable. That. People can't find any more that aren't rust-free or as exacting as you. I mean, I think the detail you've got in your 32 Fords and the consistency and the and the stampings are far greater than what Ford was producing. Oh yeah, they're they're very accurate and and uh, you know the the parts are as good or better than the originals. The the way the market kind of works out is. I, you know, I love hot riding, and if you can do it in an affordable way and build that dream hot rod in your garage, that's great. Uh, but if you want to bring that hot rod to the next level where it gets that beautiful jet black paint job and it's just straight as straight can be, oftentimes it's not beneficial to use the original body because by the time you've tried to straighten out that old fatigue metal yep. and get that perfect car, you get frustrated and start piling on the dollars, and mm-hmm. that's what slows your project down. 
And with the new body that we make, uh, you can get to the fun stuff a lot quicker. And that's, you know, so you putting guys, the hot rod together. And, you guys and, are a concept and, to completion? I mean, you guys, you guys will build the entire thing? No, we don't. We build the parts. The okay. steel body. So you'll still go to a builder. Okay. You know, uh, on on the high end, you'll go to maybe somebody like Chip Foose or yeah. Roy Brizio and have yourself uh, a 32 Ford built or do it yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot easier. I mean, you're starting out with a body. You're not repairing a body. You're right. starting out yeah. with a body that's fresh. You you do some of the, the blocking that you want to do because there's always slight imperfections in everything. But I mean, I showed my wife the pickup truck uh, body the other day, that's and she's great. going, you know, we've been talking about getting a truck. We're going to spend the same money by building one of these as we would on a new truck. Maybe we should. And I said, yeah, okay. So I've got her in the good mood right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, build our five window coupe while you're at it. Air conditioning, yeah. leather interior. There we go. Yeah, a daily. You know, you know she'd love that as a, she would actually love that as a daily driver. Yeah, she, well, she, you certainly can daily drive them uh, if you build them right. Yeah, you know, disc brakes. You got air conditioning. You got late model power plants. You can get the fuel mileage that are, is almost required today in in long drives and every everyday driving. But you've got a solid steel body. Now, what are the options on the thirty two coupe? Well, originally, uh, back in the day, the the uh, classic cars had uh, like a fabric insert in the roof, in the right. steel roof of the car. And that was because Ford at the time and GM as well, they weren't be able to stamp large, giant panels at that time. And so there's an insert in there. And... The hot rodders post-World War II said, heck with that insert, I'm going to fill that in with a steel panel, right? And mm -hmm. so they, they would uh, fill that in. It's called a filled roof. So we stamped them out uh, with the original open roof that you put the uh, fabric insert on or a, a solid stand, uh, steel roof that doesn't require any filling. It's just the way we make it from right off our tooling. Mm. And uh, pretty much that's it. Uh, it's up to each hot rod builder to, you know, if he wants to chop it, right, cut a couple mm -hmm. inches out, like the one on American Graffiti. Right. Or if he wants to run it with the fenders uh, or as a high boy without the fenders. And these are all part of hot rodding. And, you know, it goes from traditional hot rodding to street rodding, the whole gambit of, of every, every uh type of car in between. What, what could uh, someone expect to spend on something like this? If you built it at home, you're probably talking in the range of, on the low side, 50000 mm -hmm. And um, on the high side, if you have a builder do it, you know, it's not unheard of that these things are well over $100,000. Sure. Yeah, Roy Brizzi, um, for example, if you went to Roy Brizio, and that's pretty much saying you got an hourly labor rate and they got to put it together or you sure. got chipped to do it and it'd be a quarter of a million uh, yeah and that's <laughs> yeah. without paint right. yeah but <laughs> just chugging but now your your cars are very i think i i believe i've seen them on at shows and on display but it's not just the 32 fords and it's not just the steel bodies you've got the lighting systems too right so this company is specializes in led technology and we have evolved our LED technology from the commercial heavy-duty trucks where we started out making the LED taillights on those back mm -hmm. in the um, late 80s. And we developed a line of LED lights that are direct fit classic lighting for Camaros, 
57 Chevys, Chevy trucks, the early Fords. So that is one of our signature products is we make an LED taillight lens that fits in the exact spot as the original and is interchangeable and plug and play. It simply plugs into the original light bulb socket and you have safe modern LED lighting. You know, all you need is the screwdriver to change it out. Anna's feverishly taking notes like she's going to call him right after this I is over. So she, she's thinking she's got a Mustang. Yeah. I have a 66 Mustang. We're the original owner. And yeah. In the 70s, my mom was hit by a drunk driver and it tweaked the frame about a half an inch. In which direction? Oh, never mind. So the, the panels don't fit properly and my, my rocker panels are rotting out and so is the cowl. But that's just on the car. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I'll be calling so, you for panels. <laughs> yeah, for parts. Yeah. You know, fast forward to now, the damage you described, that's that's commonplace yeah. and so fixable because now the panels are made seam to seam. So after you have your body guy change it out, it's like it never happened because they'll recreate all the spot welds and mm. it won't be that car that was fixed up with uh, Bondo and chicken wire, right? right. Somebody looks at that thing under, <laughs> when they look at put it up on the lift and look at it, they won't even be able to tell that there ever was any damage if you have the, buy the right parts and have the right body guy nice. do it. But, but for that car, for your 66, we make the exact taillight lens for that car. It looks just like Ford made it, but when it lights up, it's LED. And get this, it's also sequential. So <laughs> for your Mustang, it has the three lights. It'll sequence left to right when your turn signal's on. It's a really That's neat uh, effect, so like the excited. old Thunderbirds. Yeah, ah. yeah exactly. We, we just had ah, it on screen so just a little excited. while ago. And it's really cool looking. It gives you, like you said, safe lighting. Because today, uh, the, the amount of brightness that your LED lights put out is far greater than the incandescent bulbs of days gone by and you could actually see the car further ahead <laughs> sure yeah perhaps perhaps anna's mustang wouldn't have been uh, rear-ended back in the day if those led lights had Snap. existed then right. yeah That's and it right. was in the rain yeah. Oh, yeah. where uh, yeah. where are you guys located we're in Long Beach, California, oh, right behind Long Beach yeah, Airport. That's nice. yeah. we can visit. So I look out the window, uh, Virgin Orbit's next to us, the guys that make the uh, wow. satellite launchers. Okay. Road trip. <laughs> and right across the street is the original building that uh, uh, Boeing and uh, Douglas used to build B-17s during during World War II. So my, uh, my friend Larry Wood has a shop down there. Are you near Larry Wood? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, what, what's his company? Uh, well, Larry uh, was original designer for Hot Wheels. Ah, yeah. Okay, so he's down. Yeah, there. I'm not sure. I'm not. Long sure. Beach is very long. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. Long, long Beach is a Long Beach weird. is a car town. There are tons of classic cars all yep. over Long Beach. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 a great town to uh, be involved in this hobby. Yeah, you don't want to have a business like yours and be in Kansas. No, although, but anyway, one of the things I was <laughs> noticing, you've got new Halo style headlights. For cars that take the old round headlights, they're becoming very difficult to find nowadays. Yeah, the uh, the seal beam bulbs. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go into some of the regular auto parts stores, those are getting hard to find. And we make a full line of them. You know, the the seven inch round headlight was uh, came out in 1940 and was used all the way up into the 80s and mm -hmm. so there's a ton of collector cars that use that seven inch light we make a wide variety of them from looking pretty stock 
to having the, the halo auxiliary light in them or all LED. And we offer a wide variety of those. Uh, again, plug and play. You could put it in with a screwdriver. Now, the halo could come in different colors? Yeah, it comes uh, comes in white or amber. Usually the white is uh, the customers that want that want okay. to use it as a, like a DRL sort of look. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are amber, a lot of customers will hook those up to their turn signals. Ah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And cool. all of this product, is it made in the United States? Oh, I wish. Uh, we, we manufacture a lot of our products in Taiwan. So, uh, But uh, I travel over there as R&D director. I travel over there all the time. And we have some fantastic um, uh, factories over there that, that have the highest tech and produce the highest quality. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, David, I think Taiwan has a reputation for making things quite a bit better than mainland China, I believe. I, I would think so. Um, that's that's why we source out of out of Taiwan primarily. And, um, you know, it's allowed having the products at a price point, not cheap, but just at a price point that the enthusiasts can get get the parts and have the parts for their hobby. Mm-hmm. If uh, if we didn't have the ability to, um, you know, make a a product at a at an affordable price. Uh, in the volume that we make, uh, a lot of this stuff wouldn't exist to keep yeah. these classic cars alive. That's right, true. Now, if someone wanted to check out your products, uh, can they buy direct, or is it a distributor network that they need to go through? We we have a website that does list the MSRP of our products, but mm-hmm. the products should be purchased through our dealers, and we you know the our dealers are you know Speedway Motors, SoCal oh. Speed Shop. Classic Industries, you know, all the big names in okay. automotive restoration are dealers for us, and they, they, they stock our products Great. all their, all their uh, locations. Cool stuff. All right, David, any parting words that uh, you want to leave with our uh, watchers or visual, visual uh, people that watch our show, whatever they are? <laughs> uh, parting words would be uh, keep the keep all those cars on the road. You Thank know, let's you. Get, let's keep yes. the classics going. Um, Will do. Uh, yeah. There's, there's no reason in this day and age not to fix up all the classic cars that are riding away and uh we're happy to supply there's the still a lot of barn finds out there yeah, buddy there are. Yeah, true. There, are. there are no he's gonna put the ebay mafia out of business i'm so happy all hail david odegaard <laughs> <laughs> david. thanks anna yeah thank you I'm so happy. we're all bowing right now <laughs> all right thank you very much for calling in we it's enlightening to see what you're doing and we're glad that you're part of it uh give the guys at your shop a, a kudos for the great quality that you're putting out and we will see you at a car show, I'm sure. Absolutely. We'll see you uh, We'll see you out there in your hot rod. That sounds nice. great. Thank you very much, David. Thank Thanks you. for calling in. Thank you. Take care, guys. To you, too. Man, that's amazing. You know what? It's funny, the timing. I am right now just grinding through uh, as quick as possible because I'm on kind of a budget and a timeline. Yeah. But my first car, which, mm-hmm. Bob, you've seen it. Yeah. Anna, you've seen it. 67 Mustang. And, uh, you know, there's... They got some stuff for it. Yeah, they got everything for it. And, you know, including the taillights. This is back in the day, in the late 70s. Man, I'm old. There was a kit that you could... um, uh, Well, it wasn't a kit. It was online uh, schematics, electronic schematics, to make taillights sequence Mm -hmm. like that, like they did in the Cougars and the California Specials Mm -hmm. and the Thunderbirds. And uh, so I 
I did it. You know, I actually uh, bought all the capacitors yeah. and resistors and crap and then carved two extra taillight holes in the housings because mm-hmm. those Mustangs are 67, uh, 68. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's only one bulb. And so, you know, to get the other bulbs and then separate them out. And then, uh, but these ridiculous circuit boards are sitting back yeah. there. And I'm looking at this product going, holy It's cow. all built in. I, yeah, you can replace it all. Plus, it draws less current. Yes. So you don't burn out your turn signal. Well, yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the things that I've noticed, too, I've got the LEDs on my car. Yeah. And uh, put them on my wife's as well. So we've got, they are extremely bright. Mm-hmm. In comparison to what we're used to with incandescent bulbs, and that's a safety factor. Yeah, I, I went through the NSRA safety inspections on my car, and I can remember the the inspector saying, "Okay, hit your brake lights." And all of a sudden, I see his head go, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> those are bright!" And that's what I wanted. And my wife was the same way. Her car still had the uh, the same wiring system when it was six volt, mm. and it still had the stock lenses, which had no reflect no um, uh, piece behind them. To uh, you know, reflect the light out and and make it brighter. Yeah. Now, when I'm looking at his headlights, I'm going to get a set of those headlights for her car too because we got to keep her lights on bright, just to have normal lighting. Yeah. So well, one uh, of the be quirks surpri- in my '66 is that every time it would rain, the rear right tail light would short out. Mm. With the one bulb. Okay. And I was constantly having to replace that bulb. And with the LEDs, I won't have to do that anymore. You won't do it. It's a a whole sealed unit. If you look at the the bulbs themselves, it's not a separate bulb. The backing and the lens is one piece. Moisture can't get in. And it replaces the whole housing Hmm. and such in the back of the the vehicle. Oh, that company's a godsend. You'd be surprised at how, when when we would do (laughs) films, at how many times a director would say, I can't see the taillights in some Uh. of these cars. And they would have to either CG it later. Yeah, because the wow. car was already on set, or they would have to take it back and put LEDs in there. Yeah, and now you can buy them. I remember, uh, like Bruce saying, I, I I bought a strip of LED lights to make my own tail lights, and I put them in the back of my car, and I go, wow, that's great. But it was a single line; you couldn't get multi levels and multi lines. Now mm-hmm. I've got LEDs that are purchased, made as a P. And what I like about them is they take up the whole lens. So when you hit the brakes, or you just got the head, the tail lights on. They're bright enough. You can see quite a bit back. Uh, today, I, and I see this at the drag strip all the time, because we race at night at Irwindale, and you've got to have at least functioning taillights on your vehicle so we can see it going down the track. There's dark spots at night, and you miss the cars. And we can tell the cars with original taillights. Hmm. We can't see them yeah. until yeah. they hit the brakes. Hmm. And then when you hit the brakes, it's even minimal as to what you can see there because you're still working with an incandescent bulb. So you can tell the cars with the LEDs. You can see them all the way down the track. And then when they hit the brakes, you know exactly where they are. Hmm. And that's what I like about the safety aspect that yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dave has brought up with that. Because you're traveling on the free- we're traveling in freeways all the time. There's no way to get anywhere without being on the freeways here in Southern California. And you get stuck in traffic. I want the guy behind me to make sure he sees the taillights. Yeah, more and more now. Yeah. Yes. Nobody's paying attention. That, no. That's one reason why I'm afraid to drive my 66 at night on yeah. the freeway. Yeah. Because you can't really see the taillights. No, and everything on your car can be now be replaced and improved and fixed and talk to Stormy. And, and Tom Cunningham. And Tom Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, and get, get them working on it get now. Get them working I mean, on he's it. He's finished his Falcon. He's not working on a gasser anymore. No, the he's funny working on the Anglia and a Chevy now. Another Anglia? No, the same one. Which one? <laughs> the 50s or the, or the 40s? 
the 50s one that belongs to the guy. and That bought it about two years ago yeah. that still hasn't gotten it yet? Yeah, I showed that <laughs> You know why? Because no, why? they had to move the firewall back, and it was oh, yeah. so much work. Because I hate to say, but the people who worked on it before really butchered the car. Yeah. And they basically had to rebuild the panels sure. from scratch and it's a lot of work yeah i was joking and there's with no Stormy company like united pacific for yeah i was talking to Stormy when he started building that car i had one when i was in high school and that was one of the safest cars i could ever have because if you missed a shift the pedestrians would pass you in the crosswalks yeah. uh, we didn't put v8s <laughs> well in that this thing. one i think is going to be on nitrous so nitrous yeah <laughs> okay be... <laughs> are they going to run the purge line to the driver's helmet i mean make the driver happy i don't <laughs> yeah. know whatever the guy wants whatever he wants he gets yeah. whatever he's paying for whatever yeah. checkbook says he gets Lucky right. guy, because it's beautiful. It is. All right, Bruce, do we have any vintage commercials? Yeah, hey, you know, uh, let's take our chances and see if we're banned from the internet. That's no, it. these are fair use. We have the right to we use have the them, right just to... so you know. Valley Head Service at Irwindale <laughs> Speedway and Drag Strip, the sponsors of Gas, the Great American Auto Scene. Hello, I'm Truman Bradley, speaking for your local Chrysler dealer. And tonight I have a real challenge for you because we believe that 15 minutes here can change 15 years of car buying habits. And that's especially true if you now drive one of the two major competitive cars in Chrysler's price class. In fact, every day more and more folks just like you are making the big switch to the exciting new 56 Chrysler. But let's spend a Saturday morning with the owners of this sleek new power style Chrysler and I'll show you some of the reasons why. Notice how your neighbors look with admiration as you drive out in your new Chrysler. And no wonder, from the rakish flare of its new flight-swept rear fenders, right up to its bold but elegant new front styling, the new power style Chrysler emphasizes the forward look of power in motion. Looks like it's still moving, even when it stops. Some design. And now let's go with the missus for the Saturday shopping. Well, here's a young man who's mighty impressed. Wow, another new Chrysler. That rear end looks just like a jet plane. He knows what he's talking about. The Chrysler engineers have adapted the most modern jet plane designs in this new Chrysler. Everywhere people notice you. I'll park it for you. Get a real kick out of that push-button driving. What a car. Well, now you begin to understand some of the reasons why America's most smartly different car is being seen in all the smartest places. But slip behind the wheel of a new power-style Chrysler and get the whole story for yourself. Just be prepared to make the switch to Chrysler because I promise you, 15 minutes here can change 15 years of habits. Why not stop in at your Chrysler dealers tomorrow? Take the keys and see what driving pleasure really is. All right, welcome back to Gas, the Great American Auto Scene. In studio with us tonight is Fireball, and he's going to tell us all about some great stuff he's working on. And uh, boy, that's very—you are so busy. I, you know, I, I try. I'm trying my best to figure out a way to clone myself, and it's yeah. just not working. Well, stop cloning around. <laughs> it's not. It's not working at all. And yeah. every every one of them comes out. They don't know what the hell they're doing. No. So. 
Wait yes, a second. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So maybe I am doing it right. Yeah, That's I right. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the, the the biggest news that we have going on is I'm working with David Neal at the Murphy Auto Museum in Oxnard, and we have had a lot of great shows recently. We just uh, had a, uh, a vintage trailer show that was yes. epic. About oh, it was amazing. Over a thousand people that came. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wouldn't think that vintage trailers were as as popular as they are, and and I learned that from David, and that and that people love these trailers mm-hmm. like. Uh, well, they're they're their homes. Yeah, and the camaraderie among the people, it's totally different from a regular car show. Right. A lot of them had cars that matched their trailers. Exactly. And they had them on display there along with the trailer. But the people themselves, it's a whole different world. You walk up to someone's trailer, they say, come on in, take a look. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. They're opening their homes, and, and it's yeah. all about period correct. It's everything yeah. down to the dishes and the and mm-hmm. the, uh, the the floor mats and, the, you know, and everything that goes along with it. And they are on this constant search, this never-ending search for things that could go along with it. You know, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but the exciting news is that you know for uh, for as long as the Murphy has been there, um, it's it's been a really big place. It's about a ninety thousand square foot mm-hmm. facility that we are using about half of. Uh, but uh, uh, some things happened with the landlord that kind of opened up an opportunity. Uh, so David and I had a discussion a while back, um, and we decided that we were going to basically jump ship mm-hmm. and uh, get a whole new building. Oh, uh, that's about oh. two miles away. We found a, a spectacular deal, um, uh, and David is very excited about this. It is 130 Eastman in uh, Oxnard. You can Google that and see what the building looks like. Okay. Uh, it used to be the toy barn. Uh, the neat thing about this new facility, which we're going to start moving in the next couple of weeks, is that it, although the floor plan is a little bit smaller, we're going to get rid of a lot of the excess wood, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, cars that are not of museum quality, museum okay. level, uh, so that the, the the floor space is a little bit smaller. But the parking lot is massive, so uh, we're going to be shows. we're going to be putting on some really spectacular shows, which we already have Muscles and Mojo, which is our Cars and Coffee once mm-hmm. a month, every first Sunday of the month, uh, the Vintage Trailer Show, obviously. But uh, it's it's a really it's a safe and it's a cool a new building mm-hmm. and uh, we have the uh, a new store that's going to go in there. Uh, what was that? That was David's son. Oh, over his, Max tra- Max playing in the Jeep. Yeah, and he, he was he was there for hours. Hours like that. just sitting yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh jeez. So we have a store going in, which is really going to be great because we're going to be selling a lot of stuff that you you really can't find anywhere else mm-hmm. as far as going to Pep Boys and and uh, a lot of things. We're going to have a lot of vintage trailer stuff. Yeah. Um, and as well as the Fireball Gallery, which is the our new art right. gallery, which launched, and uh, we're going to have ten artists in the next show, which wow. is in January. Oh, is it good? Oh yeah. So it's it's very exciting, and it's one of those things that you know when you're uh, it's we we try to talk about this a little bit on our shows on the vlog, and we have our new art talk show which is on Facebook Live in the morning, um, is that, you know, when you're presented something, a, a dilemma or something that's a challenge, and you look at it like, oh, man, I didn't see this coming, this is terrible, and all this stuff, the sooner you can get around that and say, wait, you know, there's a seed of opportunity right. hidden in this thing, and if you can get yourself into a state of mind where where you're excited about this change, whatever it is, then suddenly things just start kicking in, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And now we, are, uh, we cannot wait to get this Good. thing going, because we know that the audience and the people that come to the museum, uh, we've already had um, the Ventura Nationals reach out to us, and, Good. and uh, they're going to be bringing their entire show to us on their on the Sunday after the national show. Oh, good! Which is very exciting, and uh, it's just uh, you know Ventura and Oxnard is just an incredible series of cities and mm-hmm. uh, amazing community. The city of Oxnard very supportive, just a lot of tremendous uh, firepower up there, 
as far as the car community goes. And it's, and it's about 20 or 30 degrees cooler on a, on a bad hell day. Yeah, hell I yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I live up there. Uh, it's just so much, the weather is just so much more amenable. It's, so, it's beautiful, cool. The sun can be shining, but you're about 20 to 30 degrees cooler than the L.A. area. Absolutely. So get out of the heat. Right. And if you're, uh, uh, those, that's the Bohemian Incorporated, those, uh-huh. those guys right there. They have a sculpture that's in the gallery. But, you know, I, I, I consider myself blessed. You know, I live in Malibu, and I get to drive up PCH to the mm-hmm. museum all the time. Oh, and that's, it, there's nothing better than uh, if you have a cool car, a classic, or whatever it is that you love to drive, mm-hmm. there's really no better place in Southern California than to go up and down Pacific right. Coast Highway and take pictures and enjoy yourself. Uh, grab some lunch at Subway or something and stop along the water and look at your cool car and good have a, in, have a sandwich. A, good in Neptune's net. Yeah, absolutely. On the way. I mean, that's a great place on the weekends. The the motorcycle guys come out there much like they do the Rock House, but hot rods get out there as well. And it's just, it's you got the ocean right across from where you're sitting. And even at the, the museum right now, and even where you're going, you're only about a mile or two away from the water. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go to Channel Islands. You can go to the yeah. Maritime Museum if you want. There's there's so many things to see out there, right. and it's it's quiet. Uh, it's just a great community. So uh, we're looking forward to that, and, and I think that you know we're certainly up in the game, and, and uh, we're looking forward to the Buellton Vintage Trailer Show, which yes. is happening in September. Oh. Uh, that's a four-day event. I'm bringing Tony Dow with me, Darn and cool. uh, uh, we're just going to have a blast. And if you, you're talking about we're going from a – a, a show at the Murphy with 40 vintage trailers to mm-hmm. 200 and, I don't mm-hmm. know, 290 trailers? Something almost 300 <laughs> trailers? It's amazing. Yeah. And about 10,000 people are going to come to this thing? It's just off the chart. It's mm-hmm. absolutely... If you if you ever imagined one place where you could see almost every kind of trailer that yeah. exists in variation mm-hmm. and the cool cars that, that pull these things, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, the Mendenhall Museum is up there. Right. Just mile lot, an hour club. Yeah, lots of neat stuff. So it's a really exciting time with regard to that. And, you know, we're trying to use the vlog and, and our talk, uh, the show in the morning, to, to let people know. Um, and then, uh, of course, we have our coloring books and stuff, which yes. you guys know. Yeah, well, Bruce can pull up uh, your website. Yeah, the vintage trailer coloring book. I, I didn't bring the vintage trailer because oh. didn't I give you that last time? No, No, she stole the Mustang one. Well, you know, I collect your coloring books, but my brother's kids steal them all. Well, I I know you don't have this one. This is is not necessarily a classic book, um, although there's a bit of classic in it. But we just came out with our Porsche book. Uh, Oh, look at that. I got you guys a Porsche coloring book. Fantastic. I can add this. I've got all of your others. Okay, fantastic. One of the things I enjoyed, we were back in in Bowling Green. I was working for NHRA a few weeks ago doing the show in Bowling Green. And I always we make my pilgrimage Porsche? to the to the uh, Corvette Museum. Yeah, wow. and we're walking around, and there's your books in the Corvette on Museum. the shelf of the Corvette Museum. That's it's, cool. It's cool because I know you, and I get to see your <laughs> stuff all over the place. Well, it's pretty neat, you know. And the thing is that we we just recently went to the Porsche Experience Center uh-huh. this past weekend, and uh, they had you know I had not gone down there and talked to them. And the moment I pulled the book out, uh, people got started getting really excited to oh, where good. like I was a little overwhelmed really? uh, at the excitement. We we when we by the time I got back. To to uh, uh, to the Pat Malibu that we already had orders from uh, the Autobahn Adventures. Oh, if you ever heard of those guys, yeah. they put together these incredible adventures on the Autobahn with yeah. with uh, Porsche enthusiasts for two or three weeks. Um, so we just sent them a whole pastel of books. So it's really neat. It's exciting. We have uh, we're doing Broncos next. We're doing uh, Tiki. Uh, just lots of neat stuff. Mm. We're always taking lots awesome. of uh, of uh, great ideas from people and stuff that uh, things that they want. But you know, there's just nothing out there like it. So it it, it makes sense that at the museum we would have a store that's yep. filled with uh, some great creative stuff and. Um, 
uh, and we're looking forward. And, and also, uh, as a last little note, that uh, if you um, if you have a weekend where you don't have something to do and you maybe want to drive a classic car, you want to help out, yeah. uh, the next few weekends at the museum, we're going to be uh, needing some people to come up and, and kind of help out and I'll see you join us. Yeah, right. So uh, if uh, if you want to, just kind of keep uh, keep tabs on the vlog or our, our Art Talk show. Uh, we'll be talking about that stuff daily on Art Talk um, as to when that's going to happen. And, and you can come up and you can help out. And we'll have pizza and all kinds of fun stuff. It's that works be great. for me, yeah. And, I, and <laughs> I'm just down the street, so it's easy for me. Now, the other thing about... Uh, Wait, what, is that in Malibu on Sunday? No, no. That, that's the Murphy Museum in Oxford. Oh, oh. Malibu what? is the uh, Wheels and Waves oh, okay. car show. That's in two weeks. And, and that's always fun to go to. We, we go down. We go down there. You see some great cars. I left too early. I missed Dick Van Dyke last time. Yeah, boy. He came in and, and he, he was, was there for two hours. Yeah, and Randy was talking with him, and uh, you were talking. I mean, they got some great pictures with him. But we've seen we've seen uh, uh, the the cosmetic guy, Paul. Um, Mitchell? Oh, Paul, yes. yeah, Paul Mitchell. He drove his Cobra in. Yeah, Shampoo. Keanu was there a few months ago. Yeah. He came, he's come a couple oh, of times. Exciting. But Dick is really cool because he'll yes. he'll walk over and say, hey, you want me to sit in your car? and, and Or can I sit yeah. in? And you're like, are you kidding? <laughs> Get in there. And, you he, know? and he's an old car guy, too. And yeah. he had a... His, I, don't know if he still got it, but he had an Avante yep. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, Jaguars and so forth. Uh, uh, and he's a neat guy. Yeah. And about ten years ago, we restored the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, did wow. yeah, and we talked to him about that, and oh, and uh, wow. you know that that's a, a very strange thing to yes. put him with that car and and uh, and know that history. You yeah, know? it's where, like a century where is ago. That car now. Uh, that that it was brought from England to be restored here, and then it was uh, it's in a museum somewhere in the states. I'm not sure exactly where it is at this point. Great. But here's some shots of the, the Murphy Museum. Now, one of the other unique things about the Murphy Museum that you won't find anyplace else in California at all, Granatelli memorabilia. Oh, yeah. If mm. you are a fan of Vince and Andy Granatelli and their indie efforts, USAC efforts, their Bonneville records and so forth, you can get a lot of the information and books and so forth about Andy Granatelli and Vince and so forth at the Murphy Museum. We're going to have a whole new section. Uh, it's called the Granatelli Garage. Oh, wow. That's it's going to be, be literally a garage-sized space mm -hmm. that's going to be dedicated to uh, to Andy's stuff. And they just had a, a, something on Facebook about Andy Granatelli. They blocked off a street or a road in Nevada, just outside Vegas, and he took a stock almost, other than the supercharger, uh, 62 Plymouth and drove it 181 miles an hour in 1962. <laughs> so you think about that for a second. 1962, a Plymouth with superchargers. Man. Now, Andy, had, Andy and Vince were the Paxton supercharger guys yeah. here on the West Coast. And yep. everything got a Paxton supercharger. They call those Vortex now, I think. Mm -hmm. And didn't they put those on the Avantes in 1960? It was an option on the yeah. Avante, on the Lark, and... Uh, the Hawk. Yeah. You can get the supercharged versions. And Andy took Paula Murphy to Bonneville. And they set a number of records with Studebakers at right. Bonneville. All the, uh, with the R2 yep. is what they call yeah. them. We have the supercharged car there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and th there were amazing cars. Studebaker had an amazing reputation. And yeah. Andy was with them. And even if you go back now, everyone knows STP. Motor Honey, right? Sure, sure. That was Studebaker. Oh, if you look, if you get an early can of STP that's still steel, you, you find them someplace hidden. If you look at the bottom, it was Studebaker was the manufacturer of STP. That was one of their products. Did STP stand for something? Yeah, Studebaker uh, 
something products. Huh. Interesting. In the early days. And uh, I remember when I was a, a kid working in a gas station, we had STP because you had a lot of cars that burnt oil back then. And you'd sell them a can of STP. You'd have to heat it up to get it to come out of the can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember uh, that. It would slow Just like down. most soups. Yeah. It would slow down the oil burning in theory. But it was a great lubricant, too. Mm. I used to use it, and a lot of guys I know used it as assembly lube because mm. it was very thick and very oh, smooth, yeah, sure. and you could put it on there, and it was very slip, slippery. Now, I found out the hard way. You don't put it in transmissions. Oh, the man. synchros don't move until the engine gets hot. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's a, it was a great lubricant. Now, it's a, it's a whole different company now, and obviously the Studebaker Corporation is long gone. But uh, Except at my house. Except at your house. Yeah, <laughs> right. you still have your – you got the pickup uh, or just the uh, coupe? I sold the pickup to a Vietnam veteran uh-huh. so he could build it with his grandson. Cool. And they drove all the way out from Chicago to pick that truck up. Wow. Yeah, because back there they just rusted away. And then I've got my 55 Commander, yeah. which we're building, and I belong to the Studebaker Drivers Club. Oh, and cool. The they put on a show at Murphy. came out to yeah. speak to our club, and I showed him what we were doing. He was like, oh, my God, that's a concept car. That's like, yeah. that yeah. awesome. Now, I've, so, I've been able to own one Studebaker. My dad had a Studebaker. My family were Studebaker buyers. Mm. And if you go back into the history. They are so underappreciated. Yes. But even now, even in the early days... Before they mer- or about the same time they merged with Packard, Hoffman was br- Max Hoffman was bringing in Mercedes, couldn't find people to take him as dealerships, so he merged his distribution with Studebaker. He also brought Porsches in. He brought mm-hmm. Porsche. I didn't he know brought that. Volkswagen. He was one of the major import Im- uh, importers of imported of European vehicles. Okay. And uh, I actually, know. I went to work for BMW actually shortly after he sold the distributorship. But every year we had to have a car ready for him and his kids. They had a, they, the, one of the agreements in the buyout was they got a new car every year. Huh. Well, I just have to say, my 55 Studebaker is badass. Yes. <laughs> and they all are. We're going to debut pictures. it at the Grand National Roadster Show. Are you? Hopefully in 2021. That's great. 2021? Well, next year we're we're debuting the Bill Hines tribute car to his wife, Lova. Oh, right. I think it's one of the last cars uh, that he worked on with okay. Johnny Lovuenas. Uh-huh. And they got it out of storage, and they're going to finish it. So cool. that is taking That's still my years. spot. That's <laughs> yours, yours has been under destruction for how many years now? Oh, ten. <laughs> <laughs> but such a cool, and it's yeah. fast. Yeah. It we, have a, uh, we have a we have a wagon, the yeah. wagon air that uh, along with the trailer <gasps> boat, and we'll be yeah. we'll be bringing those to Ventura Nationals, either the cool. trailer boat or, or a wee wind. We haven't decided yet. Okay. Some space, but we'll have the wagon there, which is it's the, the best thing in the world because the wagon has that slot that. Oh, Roof. Yeah, the sliding yeah. roof is just like, why don't they bring that, that thing back? I mean, it's I just. Know. Like, well, GMC tried a couple of years ago. A I few remember years that. ago on their SUV. Yeah. But, you know, and everyone goes, oh, it's a new thing. Here's a picture of, of Isn't the that Studebaker. Awesome? It is absolutely and that was, coolest. This is 1964, right. 65. Yeah. yeah. Studebaker was well ahead of their time uh, in everything, in aerodynamics. They were one of the first ones to get an overhead valve V8. Yeah. They, pre- they preceded Cadillac and Oldsmobile with their V8, and they never got bigger than a 289. And unfortunately, in their waning years, they actually buying Chevrolet V8s mm-hmm. and put them in there. Well, well, you just bought a canned ham trailer, didn't you? I did, you? yes. And what are you going to pull that with? Our 56 Chevy wagon. Are you going to go uh, to Or my Buellton? son's 56. I haven't gotten that far along yet. Oh, we, we were going to bring it over, actually, to the show at Murphy. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, to an extent, we had uh, a commitment for another show. 
and I had to go to that show. But I almost went to the point of going back over to my garage, putting the dolly on it, and towing it across the street by hand <laughs> to make sure it was there. They, they, Steve wanted it because it's under construction. Everything else that was there yeah. had been finished, and we had one that hadn't been restored as all original and hadn't been touched yet. And one of the things that I found interesting after looking at the trail, we went Friday night while everyone was setting up. Yeah. And Steve, who works at the museum, his wife has a beautiful canned ham. Right. It was inside the building. The upholstery is original on hers. It's still wow. what it came with. It's the same upholstery I've got in mind. Oh, wow. And we found that the vinyl is still available. Ah. So we've got to get our upholstery redone. The seams are all torn. It's aged. So we're going to get ours redone exactly the way it was, and we can get the material. Dave's given me some leads on uh, on Just like building a tiny house. Who's good yep. at doing that <laughs> is Sergio Prado at, at um, Henry's Upholstery in, is it La Mirada or Laverne? Hmm. He, yeah. ha- he is Well, he's a, got a cantium. Right. So if he's he, an enthusiast. Yeah. With that Ford. I know. Yeah. So he's going to do the Studebaker, and he well, does great nostalgia interior. It's his fault that my wife wanted a cantium. Okay. We were at a show in, <laughs> we were at a show in, in uh, Brea, and he had set up with his car, his tow vehicle. He brought it out to Pomona a number of times. I'd seen it. Uh, but he's, he was there, set up, and my, when my wife and I are walking around. She says, Look at these trailers. Like she'd never seen a trailer before. Uh, but she was looking at the trailer and goes, oh, that's so neat. And his wife goes, come on in. Let me show you. Uh, and his trailer matches his vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an F1 that he bring, that he tows the trailer with. And she walked through it. My wife says, we've got to get one of these. <laughs> and then our friend Dale Snoke uh, uh, Dale. calls me up and says, hey, I've got this trailer. Oh. We went over and bought it on the spot. That's the way it happens. <laughs> and so we've had it now for a couple of years. I'm stripping the paint off slowly. There are multi-layers of paint on this vehicle. And we found the original design of the painting that was on it. Uh, so it's it, we're going to try and duplicate that as well. But we're going to our 56 Chevy is turquoise and white. The trailer was red and white at some point in time. So we're going to duplicate it in turquoise and white to match the Chevy. Nice. And tow it with the 56 wagon. So uh, that'll be cool. Or if I don't get the wagon done, I may put a hitch on the back of our 57 Ford, but we're not going to paint them up to be the same. But uh, So one way or another, that trailer is going to be on the road next year. Nice. I've got almost half of it stripped now. The interior is pretty good. It was just a little uh, wood rot around the mm-hmm. upper vent, which I just get a bigger vent, and that'll take care of the wood rot. And then by one of the taillights, yeah. uh, someone was actually using this trailer up until the 90s. In every place they went, they put the sticker inside on the wood wow. we we're going to preserve that and we got all the registrations back to when it was new the strange part about it wow. and, and i found this out when i registered it the vin numbers were not uh there was no sequence or, or mandatory design or style of vin numbers when we pulled mine up there were five other trailers in southern california with the same number wow. but they were all utility trailers Huh. So we went and had mine inspected and go, okay, it's a camper trailer. So And we, we had no problem getting it registered. But we've got it registered. We're ready to, to pull it. I've, I've towed it twice now, once from Dale's to my house and once from my house to my house. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's cool. We have we have one one mod on the wagon on the Studebaker wagon that I'm pretty sure no one else has. What's that? And that is that you can fold the, the rear door down. Put donuts on it, and we call it the Studebakery. 
Oh, yeah. I like That's it. Awesome. You know what? That's cruel. Come to the Studebakery and load up, buddy. Yeah. We're going to have to do a show just on Studebakers. Oh, no, on trailers. Like... Well, trailers, too. Yeah. yeah. Then I will bring a bunch of trailer books, yeah. for sure. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll I promise. Do that. Well, you know, we, we can switch. You need to do a pedal car. Pedal car? A pedal car book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be pedaling. Oh, my God. How many have we built now? I think we've built like oh, we ha- eight the, or only, ten Our only them. stipulation is there has to be at least one million fans oh, out there okay. per book. Oh. Is there a million people that love pedal cars? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, that's be. become Done. a big collector hobby. Done. It's, it's you know what? There's it's a whole affordable. Class. What are you, how are you talking about? They're all pedal cars anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're pedaling. Hey, it's there, affordable. There's a whole class at the Grand National Roadster Show just for pedal cars. Mm-hmm. And even if internationals. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, they're spectacular. We support it's like a two-year paint once. job on these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got more money in the pedal cars than I've got in my regular yeah, car. Fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, my <laughs> but it's twice as much as what? what's in my we car. We donate yeah. them to charity. Yeah. Okay. And then they auction them, and the money goes to Alzheimer's or children's charities. So it's fun. You know, sure. it has a, a good a good purpose. Sure. Well, I, I just want to mention one last thing about the books is yeah. that they're they're all available on Amazon. You can get them on Amazon. But ten percent of proceeds for all the books goes to either. A Dog Rescue, which is Hope for Paws in downtown L.A., mm-hmm. which is really great. Check them out on YouTube, Hope for Paws. They actually film all of their rescues. Oh, cool. And then Ocean Cleanup. There so for go. the ocean books, which we have, my wife does, and those yeah. those are for Ocean yeah, Cleanup. You've got, yeah, you've got more than just car coloring books. You've got the ocean books, too. And, exactly. And, that, and, that's and cool. they, they co-mingle. And, and that's yeah. the thing is that we all know that, that uh, people that love cars also have secondary lives, things that they mm-hmm. like uh, other than cars, just not as much, maybe. As they do, you know. But surfers love woodies, and and uh, yeah. you know, guys that love adventure and outdoors, they like the trucks. So surfer girls like yeah. woodies too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so that's why you know, and, and honestly, you know, that that the idea of tiki and vintage trailer yes. is all very uh, um, uh, culture and you know, some oh, neat stuff. Look at so. that. And is that yours? Do you know Speaking what that is? Cars. That's a pedal car. That is a 1960 Sears, Sears? Murray wow. fire truck oh, wow. with the back step where the kid would stand oh, yeah. and you would hold onto the rails. And, and then wheelies. Yeah, and then you'd have the ladders. Yeah. And that is the basis of the Golden Sahara pedal car. Is that your car? There it is. We're working yeah. on the rear end. Wow. We're we're doing a Bears tribute to the Grand National Roadster oh, Show next awesome. year oh, of great. the Golden Sahara. And Does that's Joji know that? Yeah. Joji's part of it. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. That's great. So the Barris family will donate it to a children's charity after okay. Grand National. Ooh, um, isn't that cool. beautiful? Tom is hand fabricating that whole thing. Oh, wow. And it's taking him about a year, and that's what the interior hopefully is going to look like. And you did the Bill Hines tribute last year. And that's the one that won us first place after cool. four years. And there it is. He's, he's extending the, the body panels, and wow. he got the windshield on it yesterday. That's and awesome. She's very excited. Oh, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my, my dad wrote three Elvis movies. He wrote really? Easy Come, Easy Go, which George built uh, a surf rod for. Oh! you remember that? that car. That's at the Peterson. That's at the Peterson, yes. although it, it, it was used in another movie, so yeah. the, the tag on it right. says it's for some other film. And but it was also it was originally used for Easy as Come, the Easy Joker's go. car, Caesar exactly. Romero. Right. And, I, and it's right next to my Batmobile, which is really, really cool. That's and I got so to cool. drive that car. Well, I didn't get to drive it. It doesn't drive. Uh, I got into it. I was a, a, a volunteer driver for one of the auctions, and I guess it mm. didn't sell. I don't remember. But I was the driver of that thing. 
and the pedals were so close together, I couldn't get my feet on any of them. You could stop and go at the same time. Almost. But they <laughs> had, want, they had to push me on stage. You want to hear a cool t- tidbit on that car? Yes, tidbit please. us. It has extremely rare vinyl called Aztec embossed yeah. vinyl. You cannot get it anymore to wow. restore that car. Oh, gee. It's phenomenal. It's so beautiful. I wish some upholstery guy would restamp that and make it. Yeah, you got to so you got to cool. make it make it beautiful. New. Yeah. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Only one more thing? Only one. Okay. So, the Peterson just acquired the James Hetfield collection. Oh, did it? We wow. got 10 of his cars. Cool. And they're going to go on display. So wow. the Black Pearl is there, the Aquarius. Now, for those of you who, who listen to this, she says we. You got to oh. understand that Anna <laughs> is a Dosen. <laughs> No, I'm a vault tour guy. You're a vault tour guy. I'm staff, actually. You're staff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She is a paid person. Hmm. Um, she well, works I'm at the of, Peterson you know Museum. I'm kind of an automotive historian over you are. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I talk about custom culture and yes. cars. Do you know, do you know and... Andy Lamone over there? Yes. Yeah, Andy, I Andy, Andy and I go way back. <gasps> yes. Yeah, so we're like a big happy family. I just yeah. got pinned for five years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did and I was leak? excited to hear about the Murphy Museum because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they oh, yeah. museums yeah. work together. Well, I, I tell you something mm-hmm. that we, we have cooking, though, is that not too long ago at Wilson Waves, we brought in Johnny Martinez, pinstriper, you know, uh, to pinstripe an original Von Dutch bike yes. that we found. Oh. Yeah. And it was purchased by a couple of friends of mine back in 1971. And uh, it, it's been in, in, in a closet for eons. And they finally brought it out, finally painted it. And I called up Johnny. I said, hey, how'd you like to, to stripe something really unique? And this, this bike is good. We're going to premiere this bike at the Murphy. And then we're going to take it down mm. to the guys at the Peterson. Oh, and, uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, just, it's really beautiful. It's really stunning. Now, the, the cooperative effort between the museums has been going on for quite some time. During the remodel of the Murphy, some of the vehicles from Peterson mm-hmm. were stored at the Murphy Museum. Right. And it was great to see it, especially that big, long, old trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that is just an amazing... Oh, the 1930s one? Yeah. That's very long. Yeah. The, yeah. You're talking about the Holt? I think so. Yeah, 20, I think 27 Holt. It's yeah. blue. Yeah. yeah. Thing's amazing. Well, it's 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 long. I just well, remember that. Well, it's like Art Deco. Yeah, it was yeah. one that was parked out in front of the building in the garage. Yeah, for right. A long time, and then I remember seeing it at, at Peterson during the re- the rebuild of the museum and such. It, it looks like a parlor car. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Uh, yeah, great. I mean, if you really want to see a, a very, very unique vintage trailer, I mean, this was built at a time where there, there were no vintage trailers. That was not yeah. even a thing back then. Yeah. But this guy wanted to create something that he could tool, tool around yeah. the states, and it never it never manifested because it was the year before the Depression, mm-hmm. yeah. and the Depression hits, and then everything you know crumbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes into storage for years until I think the 60s, where they finally uh, there it is, there it is, yeah. uh, where they finally put it together, and it's been up at that um, at Steve's museum up in Santa Cruz for years, mm-hmm. and then Steve moved to. Um, uh, to Florida, and uh, David bought his collection, and, and oh, wow. that entire collection is now at the Murphy. Yeah, we, we looked at that. That was one of the great things to look at at the Murphy during the trailer show as well. And uh, Well, you know, Southern California there. has such a fabulous um, history and legacy of the automobile. There are so many cool museums that you could come, like it's summer vacation. Yeah. Come to California and come to all our cool car museums. Go to right. it. Yeah, exactly. Go. Exactly. It's amazing. And and the Peterson is actually helping support the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Museum that's going up. They're doing okay. a Hollywood Dream Cars exhibit right now. Yeah. With yeah. stuff that's pretty amazing. They've got some Sid Mead cars in there. Mm-hmm. And 
-hmm. Gene Winfield brought some of his hidden sculptures that oh. was used in Blade Runner. And hey, you know, it's the coolest thing to walk in there and see the, the Mad Max cars, not only yeah. from the, from the original film and from the new film. Uh, all a series of different Batmobiles, uh, uh, all the Blade Runner cars. I didn't it's know that Batman mind. went back to like 1925. Batman. Yeah, yeah. It, comics. Yeah, amazing. Yep. So, yeah. If museums you, are fun. Yep. Yeah, they are. In the, the Peterson Museum, we talked about that. You know, we got into that. The, uh, the, the total remodel, they've improved upon a lot of different things at that museum. Uh, and the display, the educational section, yeah. is tremendous now. Well, mm -hmm. that's sponsored by Art Center College of Design and Pixar. Yeah, now it, it was sponsored by AAA, too, for a while, wasn't oh. it? No, that's a different display. That's a different display. Yeah, that's the that's a tribute to Southern California right. and the uh, the Automobile Club. Right, and, and the Automobile Club of Southern California, right. not the national AAA. Now, right. And what some people don't necessarily know is AAA is was more like it was a car club, yeah. not an insurance company when it started out. And each club had boundaries where they could recruit members. Well, when they started getting insurance, those boundaries stayed in place. So well, you know, thank God for them because they were saving people who were getting stuck yeah. mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere because in the 20s, they didn't have, or prior to the 20s, asphalt roads. No. And, and they were also doing the street signs. Yeah. They were kind of like a and private. license plates. Right. They were the kind of like the, the Caltrans before there was Caltrans. Right. I'm so excited about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like working at the museum. It's great. To, the yeah. history is rich, especially here in Southern California. We were the, the hotbed of hot rodding. Now, one thing people don't think about, though, was drag racing. And they think about California as being the hotbed for drag racing. Now, it was more El Mirage, high-speed racing. You wanted to go drag racing, you went down Woodward Boulevard in Detroit, where all the manufacturers would bring out their hidden vehicles to test. Uh, the GTO, a prime example of that, and John Z. DeLorean. Mm -hmm. Doing some testing on, on Woodward Boulevard. And they do the Woodward Dream Cruise. Yes, right. and that's great show. Yeah. I've been to Amazing that three show. times, and it is, you never get to see it all. And each city along the route of Woodward Boulevard has their own specialty shows. Ford rents a whole park. GM had a restaurant and uh, and the parking, the uh, baseball diamond and park, where they had vehicles on display and historical things from General Motors. Chrysler had a whole shopping center that they put all of their stuff in. And then there's people cruising, 20,000-plus cars. The only way to see that whole show is to walk around with a big bag of chocolate-covered coffee beans. And hope they don't melt. <laughs> and just constantly yeah. chomp on those, yeah. uh, and you'll you'll be able to make it. Of course, you'll end up at the hospital after four yeah. or five days. But uh, but you'll do it quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Anna, where are you doing this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> this weekend, I'll probably be at the Peterson. At the Peterson. Yeah. All right. So if you if you want to get the vault tour, request Anna Octane. Or I'll be Anna, there. Anna Marco is she? Yep, Anna there. Marco. And uh, Fireball, what's on your agenda? You, you talked about the museum this weekend. Yeah, we just got a lot of a lot of packing, a lot of stuff to to do. But it's it's very exciting, and you know I can't wait to get it, all that stuff together so that people can come over and experience something fresh. Cool. And uh, it's you happening. want us to come help you? Uh, if you guys want to come and drive and, and hang out, for sure. We'll take I, anybody, I, I, uh, any any person wants to join us. Okay. I, and Moon Eyes this weekend, the open house at Moon Eyes in Santa Fe Spring on Saturday. Sunday, it's Collector Car Appreciation Day, and they're going to have their big annual event in Southern California at Vista Ford in Oxnard. So it's nice and close for mm -hmm. us. Vista Ford's going to host about three, 400 cars in their parking lot. The 
cars will start getting in there around 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Randy, Cardoon, and I will be doing our live broadcast from there. Combined, stop and say hi. Skeeter Raiders coming in from Lost Wages, Nevada. The coachman putting it on. <laughs> the Television Motion Picture Car Club is going to be one of the featured clubs. Come on out to Oxnard and Vista Ford. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like you say, you know, it's supposed to be heating up here in Southern California, yeah. and it'll be a nice, cool day in Oxnard. And it will be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Like Bob Beck on Facebook. Like Share me. us. And like Anna. I like Anna. I like me. Fireball. Like, come, come join like us. Fireball. Uh, join us. Our, our talk in the 8 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time on Facebook Live. And get your morning gas on Facebook <laughs> at 11 a.m. every morning <laughs> during the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure if I should say excuse me or thank you. I don't know. Just stay clear. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's available in Smell-O-Vision. No. Um, Oh, no. Facebook. We're we're live on Facebook and GodGas.com. Thanks for tuning in. Please share and let people know about us. I'm Hot Rod Bob. Fireball. And Octane. Thank you, guys. And Bruce Parker. Have a great evening, folks. We'll see you.